0: Janet Beckers here and in this week's episode we're going to be looking at Contra deals in your business. We're going to have a look at what a Contra deal is. We're going to have a look at what it's not. We're going to have a look at some of the problems that come if you're doing a Contra deal wrong. And I tell you what, more people do a Contra deal wrong than people who do it right it's exceptionally rare to see people who do it correctly and I was very very fortunate at the very beginning of me building up this business that I had a good friend who had done contra deals who was really switched on and she told me what to do and I'm so incredibly grateful to her for that thank you Sharon Tiemann Um, we're going back a decade or more here. But it meant that I never, ever fell into those big mistakes that can happen. So we're going to look at what can go wrong and what people normally do when they're doing a contra deal. Then we're going to have a look at, all right, well, how do you structure a contra deal so that it actually doesn't? lose you money and it doesn't lose you friends that's one of the big things that happens a lot with contra deals you lose friendships so I'm going to show you how to structure a contra deal so that you actually make money from it you get what you want and you actually strengthen your friendships So it can actually do the opposite. So that's what we're going to do today. And I'm going to share with you an example of a contra deal that I did that totally flopped. (laughs) One that may still work out, but I'm going to show you what can happen with a contra deal when something happens like COVID, like a pandemic happens. And what you were going to be doing for your contra deal doesn't work when part of it had already been fulfilled. So we're going to look at that. And then we're also going, I'm going to share an example of a Contra deal that has gone really well and why it went well. All right. So now for my beautiful people who are here live, if you are either joining me on Facebook or you might be joining me on YouTube. I can see all of your questions here in one spot. Now, so to, if you'd like any comments, I will be checking them and I'll be answering questions as I go. So please feel free to answer those. If you're listening to this as the replay or if you're listening to this over on your podcast, just come and find me and leave your questions or leave them down below wherever you're seeing this because I'd really love to hear from you because I really don't want you to be making the mistakes that so many people make when it comes to contras. Okay, so let's first of all have a look at what actually is A contra deal so I am I've got some really clever things that I can do here with my software that's going to you know you can see here um, some headlines that I've got that I'm going along now the main thing when I ask people what is a contra deal the they will normally define us as it's swapping services or products it's you know I'll give you this and you give me that in return that's wrong okay and we're going to have a look at why that is wrong and why that is one of the main reasons why people really end up getting into a lot of problems when it comes with uh, doing uh, a contra deal. So why is this wrong? Well, let's, let's talk about it as an example. So if we look an example of um, somebody who is. A consultant or a coach like me, for example, somebody who may have some services, somebody who may have consulting advice to give somebody who may have, um, you know, may have courses that they've created. So they may actually have product things as well that have a retail value so those sorts of things you might have somebody that's got a a selection of things and then you might have the thing that you're wanting it might be an actual product or it might be a service an example might be my personal trainer okay so this is actually this is an example of a really typical thing that you may do a swapping of services just doesn't work I mean for my hourly rate my personal trainer might be charging $50, $70. I charge, It I don't, I don't actually do one-on-one. They're always packaged in together. But I charge at least between three dollars and $500 an hour, if not more. So you can see how doing a contra there doesn't work. It's not a swapping of services. It is not a direct swap. So this is where a lot of people go wrong because they will say yep okay let's just swap our services and they go hour for hour and this is one of the biggest things that you that will actually lead to resentment especially if you've got one person that knows that what they do that they can that they charge a lot more and they may not normally charge by a specific rate they may not charge per hour they charge per outcome for example, and you might have somebody else who charges per hour, not per hour to come. So you can see how the person who normally would be charging more is starting to get a bit annoyed because they're feeling, come on, this is not equal. But they didn't, they agreed to it. So they're stuck or the other person who may charge less, but they don't necessarily recognize the value of what the other person is giving. So they may start to feel as though they're not getting an equal amount so this is the number one so if you've got if you've come across this issue I'd love to hear from you uh, because we're going to talk now about actually where it can, where it does work right okay now so what we're going to do is I'm just having a look here because I've got lots of different things okay so we're gonna have i have got to find my headings so this is my definition of what a contra deal is It's when you're exchanging very specific services that have an agreed value. So they're actually given a monetary value so that you can then go, okay, this is, I need something of equal monetary value. So you're doing that. And now this is the big thing. You are only doing contra deals. For something that you would actually pay for, that you are willing to pay for, and that you are very likely actively looking to pay for. Now, let's have a talk about what I see as a really common problem that people have when it comes to running a deal, when it comes to doing one of these. So... um, Okay, so I'm just going to have a look here at my headings. Okay, so this is one of the big things that I see. And it is this that if you're finding that you're agreeing to a contra deal, or a client, a potential client has said to you, oh, look, you know, can we do a contra for this? And you're saying yes, you really do need to ask yourself the question, is this something I really, really want? Like is this something I would pay for? And then is it something that I would pay for at the moment? Is it one of my priorities? Because if you find yourself really, really tempted to say yes to somebody who asks you for a contra deal, But you're not necessarily, it's not something that you were really thinking, oh, I'm looking for for this particular thing. Well, this is my question I want you to ask yourself. Why would you say yes? Why? Because what you're doing is you are actually buying that particular offer that they have, but you're buying it with something that you're giving in kind. So this is a little bit of a challenge to you. If you find yourself saying yes, there is very likely something here that is going through your mind and it comes down to a scarcity mentality and it will be in two different areas. One of them is you're thinking, I'm not going to get the sale. If I say no to this Contra deal, then then, they walk away anyway. You know, they'll they'll have probably said to you, hey, look, I really don't have the cash at the moment, but I'd love to be able to do a contra deal with you. So um, I can give you this. How about that? So you're very likely thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose the customer. I'm not going to make the sale. So if that's coming through your mind, then are you willing to take something that you really don't want just to save the sale because in that case you're not making a sale you are giving away what you would normally sell because you're giving it for something you don't want okay so that's number one you've got that scarcity thing of I won't make this sale anyway I've got to grab every potential customer that I can because the next one's not going to come okay and I'm and I'm willing to accept things that are not right Because I'm really, really worried I'm not going to make the sale. If that's you, just know that is really, really normal, okay? But acknowledge it. Acknowledge where that is coming from. Now, the other side of the scarcity thinking, and this really does link together, is you really don't value what it is that you have to offer. So maybe deep down you're thinking, well, you know, probably people probably wouldn't buy it anyway because I'm not that good. I really should be giving this away because, you know, I'm not a good person if I'm going to be charging what it is i've got um you know really i'm not as good you know there's other people who are heaps better than me so i you know i really shouldn't be charging if you're finding that is coming through these are some real mindset stuff and the one of the thing that i want you to be able to say to yourself is you know what what results do i get for people now i've got a whole wealth of Different processes that I work my clients through um, that helps you to really twist, you know, change your mindset around because this again is really, really normal. It's really, really normal to devalue what you do, and if you're a woman, put your hands up because I can tell you now you are more likely um, than men to be having these questions, these these things going through your mind. It's just our conditioning, okay? So be aware, own it. Own it and say, okay, I'm thinking of taking this because I don't value what I've got to offer. I need to really look at what value do I bring and I need to work through some processes to totally, totally own it. Okay, so I really wanted to get this particular idea out of the moment at the moment because if you're if you're doing a contra deal, a contra deal is only fitting this definition of let me go and find my definition again. Of a contra deal is for very specific surfaces of an agreed value and only things that you would be willing to pay for right now. Okay. Um, otherwise, that contra is actually to do with your self confidence, your self esteem, and your fear of not being good enough to make the sale for money. Okay. That might be a tough thing for you to hear. But there is a lot of mindset stuff that's going to go around for that. Right. So now let's move on. Now we've got that one there that's come out of it. Let's have a look at, first of all, um, what do you say? So let's have a look, first of all, is what do you say if um, somebody does ask you for a Contra deal? And this is a really interesting thing because... I get asked for contra deals a lot. And in fact, some of the most interesting ones are people who will send me an email saying, I really, really want some help with what you've got, or I really want to purchase, say, your attract your try program, or I want your private mentoring. And straight up they're saying, Hey, and I would love to exchange your services, my services with you. And they'll tell me what they do and it's vague. It's vague as shit, like what they do. So I already know they need my help. Because they're not even really clear on what it is that they're going to be offering me. So they're being really quite vague about it. So there's a few things. This is a great way for you to be able to refuse a contra deal. Now, if you've got somebody that's just coming straight out of the gate and they say, You know, they're really right from the very beginning talking about Contra deals. So they haven't even discussed with you about your pricing and any of those sorts of things. They're coming straight out wanting for a Contra to start with. That is a red flag. Do not go there, okay? This is a person that is already, they've got some mindset stuff themselves about not being able to, willing to invest they're very unlikely to do the work anyway so with those people I always respond and say thank you so much for your inquiry Um, I very very rarely do contra deals and they're only with people whose services that I really already um, are considering purchasing so that is one way that you can say it it's really really respectful it's not about them individually and it's letting them know your boundaries. Now, the other one may be you might have a friend, or you've got a client that you've been looking. Um, you know, you might they may have been having discussions with you, and you, um, you know, you know they might have been looking at your pricing, and then they'll say, "Hey, do you want to do a contra deal? You know, let's make it easy for each other. We don't have to exchange any money. Let's do a contra deal." Now, you've got to stop and think here. First of all, you've got to say to them, well, what are you offering? So you want to be super duper clear on what they are offering. So that's your first question. What are they offering in return? And that allows you to go, okay, well, that looks really, really good. But I only do contra deals for things that I know that I actively have in, that I would be investing in. Anyway, and this is not my priority at the moment. So that's a nice way to for you to refuse to say look that looks just awesome But my priority at the moment is something different. And so it doesn't work for me right now That's all you have to say you don't have to go into lots of things. Just acknowledge that what they've got to offer Sounds great. You don't want to insult people, but it's not your priority Let them know that you have a policy in your business that if you do do contras it's only for products and services um, with agreed supplies that you would have that you were that you were looking to purchase anyway okay i'd love to hear from you does that make sense can you see some problems with that or if you have done something similar um what's been the reaction how did it feel but you need to you need to practice this beforehand so that you're not going to be insulting people and you don't you don't have that sort of look about you where they go, ah, I know they're bullshitting. I know they're just trying to let me down. Be very, very definite about it. Okay, so that's how you refuse a contra. How do you ask for a contra? Now this is another one. Now I don't actually do very many contras at all, but when I first started out, I did. Because there was no cash, okay? So it can be a great thing for you to manage your cash flow if there is something that you really, really want. So first of all, only offer to do a contra if what you're going to be doing with your contra deal fits two criteria. Number one, the thing that you are wanting is something that you already have as a priority and you would spend money on it. But you prefer not to spend the money if you can. Or it may be way beyond what you've got or they may not have a payment plan. So it's something you absolutely have as your priority to spend money on. No sort of like to haves. It's got to be something that you would spend your money on. So be very, very clear to yourself. Is this and is this the provider for it? Now, the next thing you've got to say is, all right, what do I have to offer that is going to be good for them? Is what I offer something that is likely? So this is the way to ask it. Once you know what you've got, you can say, look, this sounds absolutely awesome. Um, I'd like to float an idea by you. Now, if you know that you just do not have the money to pay, you can say, look, I really want to do this, but I can't do it now because I do not have the cash flow to do this and I probably won't for another six months or another year. But I'd love to be able to start now. Um, So what I'd like to do is to see if you have some needs in your business that I can provide for you. So let me tell you the kind of things that I can do to help you and let's see if that's something that you're looking for. Now, that's letting them know that, hey, I value what it is that you've got. It's not like saying, oh, look, it's way too expensive. I can't afford it. Um, that's a red flag okay it's too expensive I can't afford it to if that's somebody saying that to you it means well you know they may not actually even value what it is that I've got they can go elsewhere okay so um, but then you know because you can always say to them look I've, I've got a payment plan okay so when you're if they're saying that to you that's a red flag so don't say that to them okay it's going to be I really want this cash flow Is not right at the moment let's have a look at what I could do to see if that's going to work for you and we may be able to work out an arrangement otherwise this might have to be something that we have to do later so that's letting know that okay I'm acknowledged let me I'm actually going to find out about what sort of help you want and see if I've got a good match okay so that's the way that you ask for a contra deal now let's have a look At how do you structure a contra deal so that it's actually going to work so if you are here live I'd love it if you could type in say hello if you've got any questions so far let me know and if what I've said resonates with you I'd like to hear um, are you up for exchanging contra deals or is this something that you're thinking No way. Let me know. I'd love to hear. So now let's have a look at how to structure a Contra deal. Now, this is the thing that I did right at the beginning because of the advice from my lovely friend, Sharon. And I'm so grateful for it because I haven't had those awful, awful issues. Um, Though I will tell you about one that I did do in a previous business that did not work because I didn't do this, okay? So this is how you structure A a contra deal. First of all, treat it as if you are exchanging invoices. Now, you may actually do this through your invoicing software. And if you do do that, just have a talk to your bookkeeper, your accountant, because you don't want to be paying tax on something where you haven't actually had money exchanging but it's really handy to do it through that software because it makes it so it is obviously something that is of equal value if you don't do it through your software definitely do it so that you've got it very well set out in an email or in a document or it could even be in a spreadsheet if it's going to be something more complicated the thing here is both of you need to do this not just one or the other it can still be done through an email exchange but certainly the idea of everything is done on a handshake no okay you can do a handshake but you need to agree exactly what you are agreeing to Now, when you're doing that, you're going to be saying what it is that you're offering, what are you going to be delivering, what is the financial value of that, and very specific about how do you know when it's been delivered. Now, I'll give you some examples of three different ones that I have run, one that flopped. um, Yeah, so I've got um, here. Yeah, so one that flopped. One that um, that had an interesting you know, you know an interesting um, hiccup to it, and one that just went seamlessly. Okay, so let's have a look at those. Number one, and this really relates to the message that just came through here uh, where I'm thinking it may be narrator or not, you're in my group so I just can't see um, who it is that has written. It's just my software it doesn't allow me to see. Um, is that, you know, you made the mistake of helping someone with their website for a massage. Cool. I'm, I'm totally for exchanging things for massages. I can tell you. Um, you obviously didn't value your services enough. So, yeah, that is something that is really not equal. A massage, depending how long the massage goes for the person who I use at the moment, I get a 90-minute massage for 100 bucks, and she comes to my home. She's Great. I am not going to be doing stuff on somebody's website or giving um, consulting or exchanging one of my valuable courses for a 100 bucks. So it may be a series of massages. So you can see how that's not going to work. When I first started my very first online business, which was an internet art gallery, I knew nothing about online. And I um, knew about... You know, uh, and there was no WordPress or anything like that. Everything was HTML and it was using really, you know, awkward kind of um, software. Now, I ended up being the person on the contract who I got really good value out of it, but it drove me crazy. So the person who was on the other side, she really lost out. And the reason she d- uh, drove me crazy is because she she must have realized partway through she was getting the bad end of the deal. And she dragged and dragged and didn't deliver, didn't deliver, didn't deliver. And that was that um, I needed this whole new website. I needed a logo. I needed the design, all all the visuals. I had no idea where to start. Met this chick at a party. She goes, yeah, I'll do that for you because I'm building up my portfolio. Awesome, I said so and it was great she really should have charged me thousands of dollars for that I was new to this I had no idea what the value of it was Um, I was really really grateful but the part that was really difficult is because I was not a priority she wasn't getting anything in return that she wanted apart from being able to use me as a case study is it dragged on for months and months and months and I was in that awkward position of having to go to her and go come on like I you know I'm ready to launch (laughs) and you haven't delivered anything yet. Really, really awkward. We weren't friends to start with. Um, We just met at a party. But I can tell you by the end, it was really difficult to keep that civil. And that was because both of us, I didn't know what I wanted. She was the one that didn't know her boundaries. She didn't value her worth. And so I'm I'm telling you that because it was still a really bad experience for me, let alone I got this awesome, eventually, these awesome graphics and things done. So that's one that didn't work. If we had put it together properly, I would have been giving her a lot more stuff in exchange or I may have been giving her money as well as that. So that was number one. Um, the So that was an example that you just gave about doing website stuff for a massage. If you had valued what you were doing, you would have realized that you may have needed 10 massages in order to make it equal even now the next thing that I can give you as an example is one that kind of started off really quite well but it got awkward um, and that was with a lovely friend of mine that this year 2020 I was going to run a big event an offline event a conference I had put it on my vision board which I'm looking at right here and it was going to be on my way of bringing together. Um, people you know all of my community I was really looking forward to it but it made me a little bit nervous there's a lot of stuff and I had already worked out who it was that I wanted to be my event coordinator absolutely adore her she is good it just so happens that I was um, in through my list I was promoting a service that I was flagging that I may offer Um, you know, it was going to be, I think I was going to be, it was going to be worth about between eight and $10,000. So of course there are only a few people that would go for that. She contacted me and was saying, look, I really want this. And she put the offer to me about a contra and I thought, awesome. I, this is, you are the person I was going to spend the money with. I was going to spend it later in the year. Let's organize it now. Now, because we're both switched on in business, we did a very, very clean, this is what I deliver and it's valued at this amount of money. And this is what she delivers for this amount of money. We broke the project into three parts, three lots of deliverables. Now, because we did that, when COVID hit, and I had already started to deliver part of what I'd done, COVID hit, we couldn't run the event. So what do we do? So we were able to renegotiate some other things that fitted in with her skills that I could do, that she could do for me. And so it meant that it wasn't this awkwardness that we were going to have. So that meant that then worked really well because we had done such detailed agreement to start with. It meant that nobody felt ripped off. Does that make sense? So that can be the advantage of putting together a really good agreement. Now, the other one that has worked really seamlessly, so much so that I had to really think about when I was trying to think of ones that have worked well, they've worked so well, it's just been like a transaction. And that was when I wanted to get some photos done a few years ago. And the person who I was talking to about getting the photos done had also been talking to me about getting my consulting advice on their their videos and their video marketing. So we just worked out a really clean contra, where I said, "Okay, this is what I deliver, this amount of time, we'll have a VIP day, a, a follow up call, and a follow up after." That's what we're going to do. This was going to be equal to this, you know, these many photos delivered in this particular time. So it was very, very clean, and it was just a simple exchange. We both got what we want. So that's an example of if you're actually going. You know, we actually exchanged um, invoices and we could actually cut things off on the invoice, knock things off. This part's been delivered. This part is still owing. So it was very, very clean. So that's an example of one that worked really, really well. So um, I'd love to hear from you. Now, there was one other question that you may have. Um, And again, if you're here live just leave a comment. Let me know if you um, if you're here And you're either listening to the podcast or you are listening to the recording Type in and leave your questions as well I'd love to hear from you because I will be able to get back to you now one thing That can cause some real problems is if what you do the only thing that you have to offer is one-on-one If you have not built any kind of leverage into your business where you may have um, a product that you've created from your expertise where you don't have a course or where you don't have some kind of structure that delivers an outcome. So you may have have created, say, a three-month course that is still delivered through you but, you know, they may be getting... Uh, workshops or they may be getting um, a certain amount of group so it's very very definite how it is used um, the trouble when it comes to one-on-one is first of all it may be difficult for you to deliver what you do in person that may happen especially if you're say a health professional or a massage therapist um, as in the example before um, so that can cause you problems and the other times with a one-on-one is It can be very difficult to be able to to negotiate a good contra because the other thing that you're exchanging is a definite outcome. How do you decide? You know, it can be very difficult for people to accept um, a one-on-one rate, okay? So if you haven't already been able to bundle what you do together so it's not just seen as a one-on-one rate so that people are comparing what they're doing to something that is a definite um value that is given a definite amount that you can say this is what i charge it does make it more difficult for you and if you do need help with that honestly that's my expertise that's what i do that's what i do through my attractor pride program where we have step-by-step to help you and it's what i do with my accelerators um, so if you need some help with that send me a message okay and i can help you um, in fact now let me have a look here um, i've just got here you know you can um Yeah, send me just send me a private message because I can, even though my attract your tribe program is not open to the public at the moment, I've actually started letting a few people to be able to sneak in before because we're going to be launching it again in a couple of months. So, some people, if you if that's something that you want some help with, just send me a message because. I'm actually creating a special deal just for people who are approaching me personally. Okay, so that's if you've only got that one-on-one. It's much easier to do this stuff when you're leveraged. Now, for you to be able to get, um, I've got some free training that may help you with this. It's not specifically on doing contras, but it is going to really help you to understand what it is that you have got to offer. And you can get that through romanceyourtribe.com forward slash success maps and I have different paths different steps to take depending on which of the five avatar types you are in your business which are the stages that you are at in your business so that you can be focusing on the number one priorities and not wasting your time on things that really that was if you were just starting out Or if you were further advanced, so you'll have a quick survey to be able to answer to know which is going to be the right one for you. So that's totally free. So you can get that at business success maps, which is at romantic tribe.com forward slash success maps. Okay, so if you've got any questions at all, please let me know just to go over this. The difference is, and the a Contra deal, and this is what we've covered, is not just about swapping services. It's about exchanging very specific services for an agreed value and only for things that you are willing to pay for. In order for you to do this really well, you have to be super clear on what it is that you have to offer and the value that it is worth. So that when you are approached as a contra or if you're approaching somebody else, you can communicate very, very clearly what the value is that you are bringing to that relationship. And if you're finding that difficult to do, then there's some stuff that you need to look at which may be around whether way you're structuring your offers Or it may be around the mindset that you have around the value of those. If you have trouble with that, just message me because I have step-by-step courses that run you through exactly how to master both of those. So that you can then communicate with confidence and clarity. Now, If you are then doing a contra, you know that you need to structure it exceptionally clearly on exactly the monetary value and the deliverables from both parties so that you have an agreement on that so that you can tell when things have completed and if you have anything else remaining to deliver or to be delivered. Follow these and you are going to end up being able to use contras only when you want to use them. You won't be feeling pressured into them. And when you do use them, you will actually be using them in a way that is going to strengthen your friendships and strengthen the profitability of your business. Um, So I would love to hear from you. Any uh ahas that you have had from today, I'd really love if you could share it. If you have a friend in business that you know needs to hear this, pass this on to them. Because contras can be really powerful in your business. But also, contras can be a great way to keep you broke and for you to avoid charging what you are worth. So you want to make sure that you are using them strategically, if at all. Okay, thank you for your time. And again, if you want some help, just send me a message or go to romanceyourtribe.com forward slash success maps, and you'll be able to get some step-by-step help there to help you. Okay, go out there, make a difference, and have fun doing it.